All right, it is 9.52 p.m. on February 14th, 2024, Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is basketball this week done quickly. All right, let's just get into it because there's so much. Uh, well, let's talk trade deadline aftermath. Uh, I ended up uh, ended up a lot more happened than I predicted, but uh, you know that happens. If I if I predict it will be bad, then uh, something happens. If I don't, then uh, nothing happens. <laughs> if I say oh it's going to be a heater, then then nothing happens. Uh, but a lot happened, but it's a lot of nothing to be totally truthful. Uh, probably the biggest deal was either the Sixers getting healed for Kirk Moss, who uh, who requested uh, his release not too long ago, or not his release, but his trade at the, at some point. Like at some point, he requested to be traded, so they they finally traded him, and then he was cut and uh, doesn't look to be returning to the NBA. So uh, they traded him for for Buddy Heald, who in my opinion, is just a more expensive version of, of a cork boss, but I'm not a, not a huge buddy guy, as you know if you listen to this. It's definitely somebody who can knock down some, some shots, uh, some open shots when Embiid is back, uh, but Embiid is going to be out for a while, so I, I kind of worry about the Sixers uh, being able to, to <laughs> weather the awful defense of Buddy. But you know what, Buddy's his defense has been better the past two years. Let's be real; he's not bottom five anymore. Like Rick Carlisle managed to get him to to get him to play like like bottom fifty defense <laughs> instead of bottom like bottom five. <laughs> so that may be a little bit too generous. It may be more like bottom twenty instead of bottom five. But still, Buddy is not as unplayable as he as he used to be. So I don't know. I think it's. I don't necessarily love it for the Sixers, but also Buddy isn't expiring, so it doesn't, doesn't affect them too much. Uh, the Knicks ended up collecting a bunch of Tibbs' old old favorites and managing to, to bring back Burks uh, and also getting uh, Bojan in the deal. I uh, Everybody loves this, this trade. I, I don't like it too much, uh, I think I I just think Burks is done as we've as we've talked about and I think uh, Bogdanovich is he's one of the one of the worst defenders in the league. Uh he is all, he's about buddy level. <laughs> he he's current buddy level. So I I don't know how this totally fits with the Knicks. Uh I think Quentin Grimes is is the better player. Uh, although I guess he wasn't happy, so I don't know. Maybe you want some guys you like instead of guys that are unhappy. But I thought Grimes was a better fit for the Knicks as far as like the system they were running defensively and offensively too. To be to be frank, so I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Knicks have not been very healthy the past week or so, so we haven't really got to see how this this actually looks. So. After All Star break, we'll we'll check it out. Maybe maybe the Knicks will be better, but I don't know. I I don't <laughs> I don't like this move, but everybody else does. So maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Mavs made a move that was potentially potentially big. Uh, they traded traded uh, Derek Williams 
for PJ Washington and and Gafford. Uh, it was one of their one of their last the last moves they had to do as far as like they were able to do as far as getting something to to be around Luca. They have one more move left uh, if they want to want to try to be uh, try to be able to get a good player around Luca. Uh, it's not as big of a move. Like they, you, you could say they could have, they kind of closed themselves off from a giant move to do that by doing doing this trade, because uh, they don't have as many many picks in their war chest as they did previously. Uh, they could still say they have more. They could still say they have more in their in their coffers in the Lakers though, and I think if that's what they're, that's probably what they're trying to do is probably just trying to stay ahead of the Lakers as far as adding a third start this off season. So they're definitely in a decent position to do that. So maybe it makes sense, but you know, PJ Washington is one of the league's most underrated players. He hasn't been, hasn't been super great since he got to Dallas, but he's been good enough. And Gafford is like every, every like fan sites favorite, backup center <laughs> basically he's like the platonic ideal for a backup center considering lively is out for a while it's probably pretty important that they have gafford so that they can have have some good minutes at, at the center which is a big problem for them the first half of the the season is when they didn't have lively <laughs> their center minutes were pretty tragic <laughs> and of course uh I realize I said the biggest deal was either either the buddy healed deal or and then I never saw what the or part was, but it was either that or the Suns picking up Royce O'Neal, who looks like a big pickup for them. They managed to do some very weird pick swaps to <laughs> get it to happen. It's it's quite odd. Uh, it's a good deal for the the Suns. Like Royce O'Neal is a very inconsistent offensive player. He, you cannot count on his his points, but the Suns do not need to because they have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and sometimes Bradley Beal, so they don't have to think about offense too much. And they have Grayson Allen, who is somehow actually their third best offensive player. So they don't need to think too hard about Royce O'Neal's offense, but they they do get from him as they do get some uh, pretty consistent defense. He's pretty good consistently on the defensive side. And he is not small. So if the Suns end up playing the Nuggets in the playoffs, they will have somebody who can match up with Aaron Gordon a bit better, especially if the Nuggets do what they've been doing this season is putting uh, a lot of their their lanky guys at the three. So I think that'll help the Suns out because – uh, Royce O'Neal matches up well with those dudes as far as always defensively. So, yeah, it's a it's a good move for the the Sun. So, that was other other move that was potentially good. Uh, Horn has collected odd assets. Hayward to OKC is is fine. Like, <laughs> I think if he, I think he could help them out. Like for real, I think he consolidates some assets for them though. It's kind of like the important thing, just because. It's been a while since he's been a major contributor, but I, he is a guy who can be kind of like explosive in a way that's different than anybody they have. They, the the 
Thunder have a lot of players who are very good and, and very explosive, but they don't have any like microwave dudes. And I think Hayward is the closest to like a, a microwave guy. Well, I don't know. Dort, Dort can be a microwave, microwave at times, but I think Hayward could be a microwave a bit more consistently just to keep talking about microwaves. And I guess I guess that's it for, for trades that are at least worth talking about. Uh, then we had the buyout market. The Sixers got their guy in Lowry. Um, Lowry's been pretty pretty bad. Uh, pretty bad the past couple of years if you like look at the whole of his career. But if you look at him compared to like an average player, he's he's fine. Like he's he's probably what you get from him is just above average point guard play. And the Sixers could use just another average player for free basically. So makes sense for them. Uh, pretty similarly, the Lakers signed Din- uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, who was cut from, uh, I believe, the Raptors to, to save $1.5 million. That's, I don't know, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so he's in, you know, he's, and like he was just straight on cut. He wasn't bought out. They just like cut him. <laughs> so he is, he's now signed for the Lakers. Uh, like I said, it's a similar thing where just having an additional above average player helps that team out quite a bit. Uh, so far, so good. <laughs> you know, is looks like he just kind of has slid in into the backcourt there where the Lakers needed another guard. So I don't know. I don't know. It's too early to say. I think that's it for trade deadline buyout day <laughs> talk. Uh, there was some news. Um, and it happened today and Isaiah Stewart apparently punched uh, Eubanks from Phoenix in the face which was not good you don't want to ever hear about players hitting each other before the game or during the game or after the game it's, it's a you know it's a it's a game at the end of the day so you don't want to hear about them getting physical in that way but uh, to me, the the story is that Phoenix called the cops. I just think that's really awful. I think it's pretty terrible. Uh, the NBA is an organization that has the ability to heavily punish Isaiah uh, Bistu. They they have the ability to to publish him quite a bit. They also have the ability to you know help him rehabilitate himself and you know steer him to anger management courses and things like that. Uh, they don't need the NBA can handle it. They Phoenix doesn't need the police to be involved, especially in a state like Arizona, where uh, the police kill more black people than almost anywhere else in the country. And it's just it's not it's just a bad look. Like what like do they do they think he should go to jail because of a of a, of a single punch? when he's going to lose millions of dollars because of that <laughs> that single punch so th- do they do you think this is do they think he should get shot by the police uh because of that punch because every time if as if you are a person of color in Arizona if the police show up at your house uh you are at risk of being killed uh i don't know it seems it seems really bad to me for phoenix to do that uh it's honestly probably bigger news than any of the trade stuff i just had had to cover that first since it, it would have left my mind otherwise but it's pretty awful i'm uh, pretty 
annoyed at the Suns for doing that. I think that's I think that's it for news. Um, it I mean I guess the other news is that well let's just get in it team of the week. Uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Mavs the Dallas Mavericks, and that was not an easy process. I looked at the records this week of seven teams and <laughs> trying to pick a team here uh, because there are a lot of teams who are seven and three over the last 10 games. A lot of teams that are six and four over their last 10 games. A lot of teams that didn't lose this week. A lot of teams that didn't lose uh, maybe but once last week. So <laughs> it was a very tough decision. At the end, I decided I wanted to give it to somebody who, who didn't have it before, which made it even an even tougher decision because like the easy thing would have just been to give it to the Cavs again or give it to the Celtics again. Uh, either either were worthy contenders, but I wanted to try to give it to somebody who hadn't, so I had to go through and figure out who hadn't gotten it, and it was the Mavs, so they are playing good basketball. They looks like the trades made a lot of sense for them. Uh, no notes to, I mean... I did see a Charlotte fan make fun of the fact that uh, Williams is playing better for, for him than P.J. Washington is playing right now, but we'll see how that sticks. Uh, yeah, so good good on Dallas. Uh, schedule's easy, but then it seems like everybody's schedule has been easy this week. It seemed like the NBA really wanted to make sure that uh, the good teams in the league were <laughs> going into the All-Star break feeling good for some reason. It was really strange how how uh, light everybody's schedule is, how how much all the playoff teams ended up playing teams that were not in the playoffs, which is pretty wild when like, you consider how many teams are in the playoffs. But, hey. Uh, embarrassment of the week. Um, has to go to the Pistons. Uh, hate to do it. Always hate to put a tanking team down here, but they're not here because they lost. They're lost because they won a lot of games last week. I they were in I was thinking about making them team of the week last week. Uh but these trades were just odd. <coughs> just some odd trades. I don't I don't totally get them. I don't get what they I do like Grimes. I think Grimes is probably the best player in that Knicks deal. But still they made a lot of moves that for like took a look like second round draft picks and that sort of thing. And you never you never really like to see uh, see when a team like De- Detroit collected a bunch of assets with the express purpose of trading them for picks. You don't like to see them you just get stuck with like nothing. It doesn't usually happen, and that's kind of what happened here. So uh, they had a lineup that looked like they they that worked, and they cut a player from that lineup. They they cut Killian Hayes, who was. Uh, you know, starting for them <laughs> like a week ago, and he's he was cut, and they've looked really bad since then. It it doesn't help they they got back just like some awful basketball, like just awful basketball player in, in Fournier, like awful in NBA basketball. Like Fournier, Fournier is a pretty great international player, but he's a pretty bad NBA player, and uh, it just definitely <laughs> definitely hasn't helped Pistons out that he's just he's just not playable. So, uh, they did get, oh man, I, I can never say, I, we've covered this trade already because this trade happened last week, but they did get a decent forward, so it's not all bad for Detroit, but 
it's those are some embarrassment embarrassing moves. It would have been a lot better just doing nothing at all. And that's probably what they should have done. A lot of other teams decided not to do nothing and I think I think they should have did the same. Alright, non basketball. Not gonna belabor it too much because we're almost uh it's been a long show already, but uh Super Bowl ads. Jeez. <laughs> I would say they get worse every year, but I think it's just I get more out of the demo of the people they're advertising to every single year. So those are rough, though, man. Those are really rough. There was nothing that was funny. There are a lot of repeats, a lot of things that I already saw many, many times on YouTube. And it was, and then of course the the Timu ad, Timu, Timu ad, <laughs> three Timu ads during the game, and then another one after, like right after the game. Man, that's a lot of money to spend. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be able to get that uh, $9.99 mixer anymore after they spent uh, probably $400,000 or $400 million, excuse me, on Super Bowl ads. (laughs) So, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) just thinking about a demo. The The game itself was pretty good. Uh, probably not good if you're if you're like a big fan of one of the teams because uh, okay the the game wasn't good <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm saying the game wasn't good uh, it was pretty it was just like a standard NFL game uh, but you know if you were cheering for it did have a it did have a good fourth quarter though so there's at least that we've had games that have been like this and then also had boring fourth quarters this is a good fourth quarter so at least there's that. Uh, but yeah, and of course all the shit that's happened at the parade uh, is terrible, <laughs> bad to think about. Uh, and on that note, uh, stay safe, my beautiful friends. Like really, stay safe. And uh, I probably won't talk to you next week because next week is All Star break, and it doesn't look like uh, it, it's like a long All Star break. So there's there's nothing unless something major happens at all star break i i don't think we'll talk again for a couple weeks but i will talk to you then all right stay safe